When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On the Eagles Sports Network from Learfield, this is the EWU Football Coaches Show, presented by Northern Quest Resort and Casino. Now, here are your hosts, Larry Weir and Paul Sorensen. And welcome to M&D here at Northern Quest Resort and Casino. It's the new movie and dinner, the theater here at Northern Quest Resort and Casino. And uh, we'll be hearing from Eagle head coach Aaron Best in just a moment or two. And then later on, athletic director Lynn Hickey will be here. She'll have a ticket update for us. uh, And uh, that's coming up a little bit later on here in this uh, program. Eagles won in their ball game on Saturday, defeating uh, Nickel State 42-21, and that means they move on to the quarterfinals now of the FCS tournament, and they play on Saturday, and they will play at home once again against uh, another Big Sky Conference opponent in the UC Davis Aggies. 1 o'clock for the pregame show, noon will be the uh, the uh, pregame show time, 1 o'clock kickoff, noon for the pregame show uh, here on 700 ESPN and 105.3 FM. All right, Eagle coach Aaron Best is here. We are ready to roll here from uh, M&D. And, Coach, great win for you guys on, uh, on, uh, on Saturday. But it was a, a tough game, as you would expect when you have to go up against conference champ versus conference champ. At this point in time, there's no uh, lollygaggers allowed. No doubt. No doubt, and uh, we knew, we knew that going in. Uh, their defense is, is one of the saltier f- uh, front fours that we'd seen. Uh, very uh, ball hawking type outfit in the back end, and they complemented them, themselves really well on offense with with a run first offense. They liked RPO. Uh, they, they you know we only had four possessions in the first half offensively, and so uh, we, we've we've got to clean up a few things. And that's turnovers, uh, and that's. Uh, that's uh, penalties. Those are the two things that kind of stood out that, that we, we, in a weird way, Larry, we, we've kind of 
we, we kind of put the Band-Aid on about four or five weeks ago in those elements, and, and they kind of – I don't know if the Band-Aid came off this week or not, but uh, at the end of the day, you know at this time of year you, 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 get, you score more at the end of the day. You, you must score more, find a way to score more. We did after being down 14-3, huge block kick uh, to end the second uh, quarter going into halftime to get us 14-10 going to the locker room. Well, and it's – the rules of the game are the same, but they may be officiated differently depending on – who you have. And so every time when we come into these playoff situations, you have different officials coming in from different parts of the country. And the officials that came in last time around were from the East Coast, the Colonial Athletic Association. So, you know, they may do something different than the Big Sky, which may do something different than the Southland or the Southern or the MVC or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, we've got to clean up some of our technique. A couple of them uh, were ill-advised uh, penalties that we we've certainly didn't need to take part in. Um, and then there's always going to be those 50-50s that uh, end up maybe not going your way. And some, some games, they will go your way. And, uh, but if we can do away with the ones that, that we we instigated or we, we didn't really need to take part in, uh, I, I think that that ball game would have been, been a lot cleaner. But a couple of times, as you saw, we were you know first and 20. At one point, we were first and 35, you know, third and 20. Um, and uh, our quarterback, number three, got us out of harm's way a few times uh, with his legs. And uh, But anytime you're in a third and long situation, no matter who you face, especially this time of year, that's going to be extremely difficult to overcome that uh, without putting your punter on the field fourth down. I think five times you guys converted maybe not on like first and 35. You didn't get 36 yards or more on the next play, but you were able to convert, get a first down. I think you did that five times uh, over the course of the game. That doesn't happen very often where you're first and 20 and longer or second and 20 or longer and be able to convert. So uh, was there was just the way things went or what? Well, you, you, first and ten's hard enough. <laughs> you know, even even with four downs, first and ten's hard enough in the season, regular season. Then you get to playoffs, it's even tougher. Coach Reader called it an immaculate game. Uh, he was patient. He, he didn't get out of his uh, out of his box, out of his out of his sight. I think he was timely and very calculated with his aggression. Uh, it's never perfect. We're always trying to you know look back and gosh, we may could have done this or maybe could have done that. But uh, we used what we had. Uh, we still kept a few things in the uh, the pocket. But you know sometimes it's a time. Uh, situation. Sometimes it's a hash situation. Sometimes it's a down a distance situation where you're looking to get to something, and unfortunately you get behind the sticks a little bit more. But uh, yeah, I mean we had four possessions in the first half. They did a good job staying on the field offensively on third down, continuing to move the sticks to get to first down. And so I think it was kind of a tale of two halves. You know, we we didn't play real well, uh, but we were still down 14 to 10 uh, in the first half, and then in the second half I think uh, we we played a really 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 good brand of football in all three phases. There weren't a lot of possessions, as you said, in the first half, just four per team. So did that have something to do with it? Was there some rust? You guys just were kind of burping and sputtering a little bit. The one drive you did have, uh, you, you end up turning it over in the red zone on a fumble. Yeah, you know, I mean, when you have four, you, you have two turnovers, one in the red zone, three points on a field goal, and then a punt. You know, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't as if you were facing a triple option team where you knew it was going to be uh, limited possessions. You, you knew uh, with them being a no huddle, a look tempo type team you felt like it was going to be a normal game but it felt like that first half it was a, a bit like a like a Cal Poly or Nichols State of old where it was kind of a I think we someone said we went on an 18 play drive at some point on that first and uh, 35 or whatever it was and and so it's kind of a weird game that way because you didn't get a ton of possessions but no one on the sidelines panicked uh, we, we know we always have a chance uh, let's just not try to do this too often because uh, this isn't uh, the way you orchestrate it but 
I think the bye week had had a little bit to to do with it. You know, you haven't played a a competitive game for two weeks, and you've only practiced against yourselves. You're trying to get guys back on the shelf or pull them off the shelf to get them on the the uh, the, the field. And uh, so I certainly think that that was part of it. But that's not uh, by any means the reason why we we started with three points in the first half until we got the uh, field goal block and picked up by Kendrick Johnson. Oh, I love it uh, when Larry uses burp in a, a question. That's always that's my job. I'm supposed to come up with that. So he's in his own today. But I, you talk about Kendrick Johnson and the block, and Ledbetter seems to block everything. I mean, does he block you getting into the office? Does he block you, you know, in with his car? I mean, he just is the guy on extra points and field goals that does that. And you pointed out in the film, which was awesome, you know, uh, Webster had a chance to pick it up, and he got crushed, and it kind of bounced forward. And then Johnson picks it up and houses it. And guess who's running with him all the way down the field? Ledbetter, you know, to escort him in there unbelievable turn of events in my opinion because it could have been Mm 17-3. They get the football to start the third quarter, and if they go on another drive, all of a sudden you're talking (laughs) 24-3 or 20-3, you know, three-score kind of deal. Now you're right back in the game. You get a three and out, and it was Katie Barr to the door from that point on. Yeah, you know, and and Dylan Ledbetter is a selfless player. Uh, He's a very savvy player. Uh, He's... uh, He's he could play multiple positions. He he just gets it. There's some people you're you're around and you you put him at corner. He'd probably understand leverage and cover too. You know, you put him at safety. He knows how to get off the hash. Now, he's probably not good at doing it, but he but he'd give it his best effort. Uh, he, he's a, he's immersed in in what we do, uh, what we believe in. He he's he's the consummate professional playing a, a collegiate sport. I mean, he just he just does it does it well, and he doesn't want a ton of credit. Uh, loves to give his teammates credit, and and like you said, he, he, there's there's a knack for blocking kicks. And part of that knack is just savviness. We work on it uh, week in and week out. It's not the same every week. We do something to attack whatever we feel like we can attack, uh, gaps or men or and or both. Uh, and it worked out this week uh, against a really good kicker. He just kicked it low, and thankfully so for us, we picked it up and seven points. And that was really the the best case scenario. The best case scenario for us was a block touch or return for a touchdown uh, in that case because we had no time to run plays because I think the clock had, had wound down to, to the zeros even well before, you know, they went in. So uh, it, it was timely and, and, and certainly one of the most memorable uh, moments in Eastern uh, playoff history. Fifth block by Ledbetter in his career, third this year, which is incredible. Fifth touchdown now by either special teams or defense. Doesn't hurt, you know, your offense along those lines. And the other thing in terms of a momentum situation, you know, Basically, there's no clock, time left on the clock. You kick the extra point, untimed down, because you get that option after a score, 14-10. And then a little Tom Foolery, a little showmanship. In my opinion, the other team, Nickel State, runs off. You know, the, the normal deal in any conference is to let the home team basically go first. You know, visitors go second. That didn't happen. Did you use that? Was that or did that fire the team up, or was all of that stuff already in the hopper because of how the you know play was going in the first half, the big play right at the end of the halftime, and then that deal? No, I, that that played played into it zero. It was a miscommunication from the uh, evening before at the the meeting. Uh, it simply, you know, a classic case of miscommunication uh, with the teams. It was understood that that we were going to go first. We thought going off the field like like normal policy, uh, but it happened to be them talking about the interviews after the game for the coaches and the players. And so uh, it was just a heat of moment. That's what sports will do. It bring out emotions. And, and um, you know, we got over it quick. But, uh, no, that didn't play into the to the locker room chance at all. We, we needed to focus on ourselves and play better football at, at the end of the day. You know, when, when you're 
field goal block team outscores your offense in the first half. That's not ideal. You know, I mean, that's not ideal, especially here where we're used to scoring points and, and churning over yards. And uh, it just, it just we, we end up just putting a little WD-40 on the second half and, and play a little bit for your ball. And like you said, start out with a three and out in the second half, which which helped. And then when Boston caught that deep post uh, to put us up 17-14, that really kind of cemented it. The, 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 the defense settled down. They, they just played base and they played ball. Coach Schmetti did an awesome job. Even though it was 14-3 at that moment, you know, in the first half, you felt like it was it was further away than 11 points, but it really wasn't. They weren't playing bad. We just couldn't really get off the field, make plays on third downs, and uh, they hung in tough, and uh, and the rest was history once we got up 17-14. Fedek is out. Prenti is out. Karstetter couldn't play. Williams had to sit out. Calhoun's been out. You, that's five starters on defense right now that are legitimate football players. There's been a lot of injuries this year. Gage Gubru, kind of a good player you know you take him out of the mix and yet it's the next guy up Johnson comes in for his first start he gets seven tackles tackle for loss a sack and then the uh, you know the, the the house on the on the block field goal incredible situation your guys just so- seem to find a way to step up next guy up and they play just as well yeah you know and it's uh it's awesome to see you know uh you miss the services of a lot of those guys you name are seniors some of those guys' careers are over. And so, uh, you know, the, the, the guys filling in are, are, are playing a little bit for them, knowing that, you know, that they're in that role because their career is done and because they're they're on the shelf. And uh, the old guys that, that are not playing have done a great job preparing those guys, giving them little bits of information. You want to give a young guy too much because all of a sudden you overthink and you analyze and and, and it becomes a, a uh, the game speeds up instead of slows down. But uh, I, I can't say enough about the approach the coaches take, uh, you have what you have. You know, you only get so many puzzle pieces when you open a puzzle. You know, if you only have 99, you still got to find the other, the 100th piece. Uh, sometimes you got to, you know, cut your own puzzle piece out and color it the, the way it looks and, and show your friends, and it looks like you, you, you had 100 to start with. And so uh, sometimes you got to rub here to pay Paul, and, uh, and and we're doing that. And it's just, it's, it's just, it's the servant approach by those guys, the knowing that they're going to make plays. It's just when they're going to come, not if they're going to come. Um, and uh, on both sides and in special teams, there's a, a ton of guys that have made a ton of plays. But you're right. I mean, if Kendrick Johnson isn't in that moment, who knows if we scoop and score on that uh, on that field goal block? And so, uh, but we'll take it. You got to make your own breaks. You look at uh, the coaching staff. Your first win as a head coach in the playoffs, which is a big deal. A lot of guys never get a chance to experience that because they don't get there. Your coaching staff, the adjustments I thought Schmetting made in the second half where he went back to a base defense, did some spying on the quarterback, I really thought took them out of the game plan. I thought Bodie Reeder called a heck of a game, but I love the way your kids play. What were you most proud of to, uh, on Saturday? I, I just the, the resiliency. I, and it, and it, may, it may get old to some and never gets old to us. You know, just, just knowing – the, the situations that you've been uh, exposed to up to this point have allowed us to overcome some of those hurdles or some of those walls that were in front of us. And, uh, you know, when, you have, when you're when you staring 14-10 down, uh, uh, down at halftime, knowing that you have 30 minutes potentially in your career as a, uh, as a senior, uh, you don't play the second half any different. You just know you, you got to play a little freer. What we did in the first half wasn't good enough. That's not emblematic of us. Uh, we're, we're, we love to play in front of the home fans. We love to protect the red. And I think we just we, we, we just played freer in the second half. We didn't worry about keys as much as just reacting uh, to certain things and not letting our eyes violate where, where their eyes need to be. And I, I just I, I just think we just kind of 
exhaled a little bit in a good way, not to, to make ourselves a little bit more comfortable, but you're right. Uh, all three coaches in the coordinator role, special teams O and D, uh, called the game. It wasn't about the, the, the calls. It was just about those guys just performing the calls, and they did an immaculate job in the second half as players uh, to overcome that. That's that's our DNA. That That's that's the fiber that uh, has been around here for a long time, not only with the players and the student-athletes here at Eastern, but also with the coaching staffs uh, and the administration. You guys controlled the line of scrimmage, especially in the second half. And offensively, they came in sixth in the nation, 94 yards a game allowed on the ground. You guys got over 230. How'd you do it? Well, you know, it, it, it took some leaning. You know, we leaned in the first half and, and kind of got pushed back. But against, uh, you know, really, really good sound opponents, really, really physical opponents, you're, you're going to take some punches, but you also got to throw some punches. And we started landing some of those punches late in the second half, uh, early in the second half, and then into the late second half, we ran a couple powers. Um, and I, I think when you start, when you start uh, leaning hard, uh, one or two things going to happen. Either either you're going to pose some of your will on the opponent, uh, or um, it's just a matter of time before that happens. And something had to give in that game. You know, when you only give up 100 yards on the ground, uh, either they're going to you know make the benchmark, or uh, we're going to we're going to beat the benchmark. And uh, in the first half, they were on par with that. Uh, but I think three. Uh, Eric Berrier has a lot to do with the run game. He adds an extra gap. I think Sam McPherson absolutely ran out of his mind. Uh, he was a man possessed on Saturday, and just uh, and it wasn't he didn't do it himself. He he was patient enough, but hit holes well enough. He broke tackles when he was one on one in space, and uh, and like I said, th- those are the guys you lean on in those moments. And they're seniors. They've been there. They've done that. They're playing their best ball at the most uh, important time of the year. All right, uh, head coach Aaron Best is here. We don't have players this week because they are studying. It's finals week at uh, Eastern, so uh, no players for today. But we'll be back more with Coach Best after this timeout. As you're listening to the Eagle Football Coaches Show, we're at Movie and Dinner at Northern Quest Resort and Casino on the Eagle Sports Network from Learfield. Coors Light, established in 1978 and born in the Rockies, where the only thing more refreshing than your current adventure is what's next. It's why Coors Light is lagered cold for a lighter, crisper taste. Filtered cold to ensure brilliance, clarity, and brightness. And packaged cold for peak refreshment. Because those who thirst for more deserve nothing less than the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light. 2018 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Santa, is that you? Oh, in the flesh. Is that a new sled? It's kind of tiny. Yeah, it is. I'm delivering Northern Quest gift cards this year. They're good for just about anything. Dining, shopping, spa treatments, fine cigars, you name it. They don't take up much space, you know, so a downsize this year gets way better mileage. Besides, hey, it's not the size of the sled that counts. Am I right, huh? Get your holiday gift cards today at northernquest.com. Growing up, we get lots of talks. The birds and the bees talk. Where do babies come from? Well, when two people really love each other. Ahem, and the substance talk. If they're pressuring you, then they're not your friend. But when do we get the money talk? Say it with me. Compound interest. At Numerica, we think it's about time we had the money talk. Visit NumericaCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. When putting in a tree or fence post, we all hate it when our shovel hits a big rock. But there are worse things to come across, like a natural gas or electric line. Nowadays, buried utilities are everywhere, some just below the surface. That's why it's the law to call 811 before you dig to have your lines marked ahead of time. 
It's free for Avista residential customers. So call 811 two business days before you dig. You need time to pick out that perfect shrub anyway. Avista, we just want you to be safe. Hey, Eagle fans, we hope you're enjoying the game today. The Cheney Light Department has been a proud sponsor of the Eastern Eagles for many years. The Cheney Light Department has been your hometown expert on energy conservation and services since 1931. They offer a variety of rebates for your conservation projects and will assist you with energy savings. So when you're planning that next remodel or new building, be sure to call the Cheney Light Department at 498-9230 before you begin so they can help you in planning for energy savings. Go Eags! Inland Imaging's six outpatient imaging centers, the region's most advanced imaging technology, and more than 500 technical and professional staff make it possible for us to do studies that other imaging centers simply can't. And we often charge less than local hospitals and multi-specialty clinics for the same exams. When you need medical imaging, choose the Inland Imaging Advantage for answers you can trust and care you can count on. All right, the Eagles against UC Davis on Saturday, 1 o'clock kickoff at uh, Roos Field. Be uh, great to see a bigger crowd than what we had on uh, on Saturday. Crowd was great, crowd was loud, but we'd like to have a couple thousand more fannies sitting there uh, helping them on, right, Coach Best? Oh, it certainly helps, especially third downs and fourth downs when your defense is out there. You know, they're, they're, they're without a doubt part of the momentum shift in the game when you get razzed up and especially – uh, in moments where the fans are loud, you do make a play. We feed off that as coaches. We feed off that as players. So, yeah, as much as you can support the uh, the old Eastern Eagles on Saturday at 1 o'clock, uh, the more the merrier. So, uh, Brave the Cold, it's only 21 degrees. I mean, it's, that's not cold. I mean, we, we've been in South Dakota state weather here at uh, minus 20 with the wind chills. So, that that's cold. That's when I might have to pause and tell the wife to watch it on TV, but until then, everybody should be in those stands. <laughs> yeah. uh, what does it say that you guys haven't played a, a true road playoff game since 2009, yet you've been in the playoffs most of the years, uh, some 2010 on? It's incredible. Someone asked me last week and when the last time you were on the road in the playoffs, I, I thought about it, and it's it's pretty fresh in your mind. It was it was uh, 09, you know, in uh, Nagadochas playing Stephen F. Austin and uh, didn't perform well through the ball over 70 times, which is not ideal. Weather was fabulous, by the way. Good you know, barbecue at the end of the game. Great barbecue. Bad bad game, but great yeah. barbecue. So thanks for reminding me of that, <laughs> Paul. There is a silver lining to everything. But uh, it, it is interesting. You know, when you really look at it, uh, you know, been there, been to uh, uh, Cedar Falls, uh, to uh, Northern Iowa, and been to Carbondale, Illinois. Those are, those are the three road playoff games in, in the history since 1996. Uh, and, and so it's interesting when you look at all those, the number of playoff games to be able to, to, uh, to not have to go on the road is uh, phenomenal. That's why I think we've had a ton of success uh, because we're playing uh, on our home field in front of our home fans, sleeping in our own beds, and, and having the, the rhythm of a normal home, uh, home week. And then we're sitting here watching highlights of the red field. How much does that play into it as far as recruiting goes and maybe messing a little bit with the opposition coming in because uh, – 
this is, is different, obviously. It is. You know, and when you have your family watching you, 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 you got a few more people yelling and screaming for you. You got friends. You got girlfriends. They're all in attendance. It's just, it's just a different atmosphere. The Red Field, there's only one out there. And uh, we're, we're fortunate to be the ones that have it. Uh, we've been a good done a great job on it. I think 50 and 10 is the yeah. number uh, Dave Cook kicked out, uh, you know, and, and so if you're winning five out of six, uh, that that's incredible since that turf's been installed. And so absolutely it, it plays. It's not just home field. It's Ruse field and Ruse field happens to be a red field. So uh, again, kudos to Bill Chase back in the day that says, you know what, they're going to talk about it one way or the other. It's either going to be really good talk or really bad talk, but either way they're talking about it. We're still talking about it today, 60 games in. All right, so let's talk about Davis. They are the opponent on uh, on Saturday, and their team you just got done playing. Uh, I don't know whether you can answer this question, but I don't. I don't think we've ever played a team twice in in one year. So how hard is it to play a team twice in one season, let alone one month? Well, you know, I, I had a couple hours since we talked this morning, Larry. And <laughs> Dave Cook is so awesome at his job. He kicked out a press release and said this is the first time it's happened since Montana in 14. Oh, that's wow. right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, so I, I, right. I, I got I to gotta give, you know, Dave. I can't steal Dave's thunder. Um, no one can because he's so incredible at his job. But it was. When you asked me this morning, I, I couldn't think of another time where we rehearsed against the same team in the postseason. But it was, uh, it was Montana at home. And uh, we're fortunate to get get a, a victory uh, against them at home uh, in 14. But uh, it's different. Uh, I, I think, you know, the big question is, you're probably going to ask me, Paul's going to ask me, who, who's got the upper hand? You know, just because you won, does that give you more momentum or, or a little bit of an edge? And I, I may I – may, argue that and it's it's maybe not as much of an edge because they may have something more to prove uh because they came here and lost and now it is a quarterfinal game and uh and they're 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 gonna tell everybody including their fans and us that that wasn't really them back you know a month ago and so um you know incredible players jake mayer is is the best in the in the conference and arguably the best in the land at, at quarterback uh keelan doss best in the conference uh, arguably and best in the land, arguably as far as his uh, counterpart, you know, receiver. They have a run game to boot. They had two long touchdown runs against his last uh, time around, and so we we've got to corral that a little bit more. Uh, we we've got to play salty on defense like we did. We've got to create more havoc. We only got to Jake one time last time around. We we caused him to get to to make errant throws but we didn't get him down enough. And so that's the challenge, trying to get him corralled, push the pocket, and get him on the ground more than just one time. But uh, uh, it's all about the end result. So uh, they're, they're an incredible team. Uh, they played lights out last week against uh, UNI just 48 hours ago, and uh, they, they, they were primed and ready against a great uh, UNI team that liked to uh, to run the ball and play action RPO, and, and they did a great job. Very, uh, very energetic bunch on defense in front of their home fans. And you know we're going to get the uh, the lineup that says every single guy is an or again, which means that you know you have to go back and look at last week's starters and all that fun stuff. And that's just the kind of goofy stuff that uh, Coach Hawkins does down there. And he's done that going all the way back to Boise State and Colorado and those kinds of things, which is you know unique and artsy and kind of cool in their in their own way. And I guess maybe a California thing, but. When you look at this team and you look at, you know, and I'm going to argue the other way. I'm going to say that they're coming back up here. It's going to be colder than the last time. They still have, you know, their tushies kicked from from a month ago. And they're going to have to come back here. If things go bad early, I think that plays against them. 
What do you say? Well, I, I think it's a new game. It's a uh, same set of rules, different set of circumstances. Uh, you, you're as much as you want to say you're, you you are playing for more uh, because it's win in advance or or. or don't win and your season doesn't progress. And so uh, at the time we played them last time, we still had one in the, in the chamber after, after, you know, them. And so we still had a chance to get into the dance conceivably with a win. We didn't need to get to that point because we took care of business at home and then went on the road against Portland state. But uh, it, 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 what you can't do is you, 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 your head can't get too big. What happened is what happened. We got to get better. And, and one of our mottos uh, or acronyms this last year is uh, uh, that we've used since spring is DMGB. It doesn't matter. Get better. So we can't look at past results and think we're going to get the, the same future results based on what happened. Uh, we had our day. We were down early in the game. We came storming back and uh, and played really good ball. I'd like to start playing really good ball uh, at the beginning, but there's going to be gloves on by both teams. Uh, guys are going to throw you know body punches. You're going to have to absorb some of those things, and everything's not going to be you know one sided or the other. And uh, it's it's going to come down, I think, again to turnovers and special teams plays. And last week we talked about it going to the game turnovers, special teams plays will wash turnovers by the end of the game. And one of those, two of those, really, one of the turnovers turned into a seven-point, uh, you know, return by Kettner Cup. But I might argue that blocked field goal That's was also, uh, you know, another turnover. So that that was a 14-pointer in a sense. And so uh, the – that's what the postseason, I think, a lot of times comes down to. Everybody's going to find their way on offense. Everybody's going to find their way on defense. Special teams, turnovers, and if you added a third in there, it'd probably be red zone uh, as far as what you're doing efficiency in the red zone, both offensively and defensively. Can you outthink yourself in a game like this? Because it was so recent. It was less than a month ago. They, they've been known for trick plays, fact, you know, fake field goals, onside kicks, maybe double passes, which we've seen. I thought Eastern had more trick plays in that game against Davis than Davis did. So, it, can a coaching staff get into a situation like this hypothetically and, tr- and I'll think yourself and try to throw extra stuff in. I, I mean, every week, whether it's week one or week 13, I mean, you always, you always have too much. You, you, you start the, the menu and you look at the menu, you look at each other and go, this is too much, man. You know, as coaches, you, you got too much stuff on there. So what is best? What do we think we can attack? Uh, some of the things that maybe we attacked last time around, well, maybe we're not going to attack as much, or maybe we're going to wait a little bit to see if there's an adjustment made by them. But to me, that that is the key in this one, uh, you know, you know, when you're, you're playing them a month ago, is, is what adjustments are made. Not necessarily what are you going to add, but what adjustments may you make? Are you going to run the same things out of different sets? Are you going to motion more on third down? They did a lot of uh, uh, no huddle up-tempo on third down, which uh, I, I didn't think was beneficial for them, but going into the game they obviously thought it was going to be beneficial for them when we got off the field a few times on third down on defense so is that something you're going to do I, I, I don't think uh, if you're in your right from mind Paul that you're going to end up out thinking yourself uh, you got to go with your gut you, you got to put a game plan together and yes we take last time's game into consideration but we still have 11 other games that we have on them that we still look at and devise as if we're not playing them for the second time that we look at it as playing the playing them for the first time. So could there be more adjustments on the fly in this game because you don't know what they may do differently uh, than they did the first time around? Or will it be about the same as any game? Because if somebody comes out and does something that you haven't seen on film, you have to adjust to it anyway. Well, every week I think teams go in with a wrinkle or two, you know. Um, and, and, again, you, you don't want to – 
you don't want to do too much. That's probably the biggest thing is maybe something worked last game and you lean on it too much and they made an adjustment. But I think the adjustments early are, are, are the ones that we're going to concern ourselves with most, Larry, to see offensively what they present defensively. What, are they giving us different fronts? Are they, are, are they tweaking their coverages? Are they, are they doing some things differently from the outset? Because a lot of times when you make adjustments, that can be seen right away. And then where do you go from there? Well, then we're going to play the chess match. Now we need to make adjustments. Uh, maybe we tempo them. Maybe we don't. Maybe we switch hashes or put a, a you know formation into the boundary. Uh, but we'll have a game plan just like every game. But uh, I think early uh, I'd like to see the adjustments made because in our minds we've already made our adjustments going into the game. Uh, some of the things we'll do the same or very similar. Some things we'll do drastically different. Uh, but we got to protect the quarterback. We've got to maintain the run game, uh, be productive on first down on offense and on defense. We've got to contain Jake Mayer. We didn't give up a ton of deep balls last last game against him. That that's you have to be successful against this outfit on defense uh, by by not letting him get the ball and stretch the ball downfield with completed passes. We've made a couple huge plays in the back end, in the post, and on the sidelines uh, in that game. Um, they tried first play of the game. To, to push the ball deep, and we made a play on it. So uh, statements early are, are, are certainly uh, warranted on both sides, but it doesn't mean because you don't make a statement or they do make a statement that that's the way the game's going to play out because Nickel State had a few statements for us, uh, but we uh, we ended up uh, overcoming some of those uh, statements that were made. Coach, thanks for the time. Uh, thanks for coming in, showing the highlights, and we will uh, see you on Saturday. Good luck. Always a pleasure, man. Thanks, Thank Andy. you very much. That's head coach Aaron Best. We'll have more as athletic director Lynn Hickey is here, and we'll hear from her next here on the Eagle Football Coaches Show. We're live at Movie and Dinner at Northern Quest Resort and Casino on the Eagle Sports Network from Learfield. I'm Gus Johnson. I'd like to share my thoughts on being local. Accountability. When your name is on the door, you know you need to stand behind your product every day. Community. We're invested in the community, just like you've invested in us. We live here, work here, and reinvest to help veterans, homeless, kids, and schools. We are one of the few truly locally owned and operated dealerships. So when you have a choice to buy a new or used vehicle, choose Gus Johnson Ford, the Ford expert on Auto Row. Sports fans, you don't like being sick or injured. That's why MultiCare Indigo Urgent Care is opening three new locations to treat your minor illnesses and injuries. North Spokane, South Hill, and Spokane Valley. Easy to walk in or schedule appointments online. Friendly staff who greet you and guide you through your visit. Exceptionally fast service that respects your time. Indigo Urgent Care, a better way to get better. Learn more at indigourgentcare.com. The Learfield Directors' Cup, the highly recognized mark of distinction in college athletics across all divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow your favorite team's pursuit for excellence in this prestigious annual award through thedirectorscup.com, USA Today, or at L Directors' Cup on Twitter or Facebook. Learfield Directors' Cup, the crowning achievement in college athletics since 1993. We are motivated. We are dedicated. We are stepping up. We have passion flowing through our veins. We are vital. Inland Northwest Blood Center has joined forces with 127 donation centers across the nation to form Vitalant. By joining forces, we can help more people realize their life-saving potential and make every drop of blood count more. Learn why your donation is so vital at Vitalant.org. 
Welcome to Jimmy John's. Hi. Your new nine-grain wheat sub is so good. How do you make it? With the highest quality ingredients and love. I mean, we definitely don't sing at lullabies when it's baking. Lullabies are what parents sing to babies. Right. And we don't use a baby carrier to carry the warm, fresh nine-grain wheat subs to the cooling racks. I mean, they're not babies. They're for making delicious sandwiches. Okay. I'll take a turkey, Tom. Oh, don't name them. It makes it harder. Try our new nine-grain wheat sub, Jimmy John's. Wheat yeah, freak yeah. Santa, is that you? Ho, ho, in the flesh. Is that a new sled? It's kind of tiny. Yeah, it is. I'm delivering Northern Quest gift cards this year. They're good for just about anything. Dining, shopping, spa treatments, fine cigars, you name it. They don't take up much space, you know, so a downsize this year gets way better mileage. Besides, hey, it's not the size of the sled that counts, am I right, huh? Get your holiday gift cards today at northernquest.com. All right, we're back at M&D here at Northern Quest Resort and Casino. That's Movie and Dinner, the new uh, movie theater here. And uh, Athletic Director Lynn Hickey joins us now. So uh, better than 5000 out for this last ball game. You have to guarantee a certain amount of money to the NCAA. So did it all pencil out? Did yes. we come out yes. ahead of the game? Yes, but before we start, go Eags. Thank you, thank you. Um, yes, yes. Uh, we had a really first, uh, for this first game, we did really well with tickets. So I think the challenge is getting that going again for the second game. Um, so we've really reached out to everybody. Everyone that, that purchased a ticket for the first round, we've automatically put their ticket in for the second round. They have, an, you know, they have the opportunity to opt out, but we're hoping that everybody would hold uh, with that. And so both with tickets and with the RV parking, um, everything went really well. Very, very pleased. And the dollar amount goes up now for the yep. quarterfinals, so you yep. have to guarantee more. So that right. means we need more. Yes, we need more. And I, I think um, – you know, historically, when we looked at what's happened with the playoffs at Eastern, that the crowds start to diminish. As a coach, that blows my mind. I mean, think about it. We are now in the, what would we call this, the Elite Eight. Elite, elite Eight, yeah. We're in the Elite Eight. If Gonzaga was in the Elite Eight, people would be going nuts to get to the game. And we need to think about that the same way. I mean, you've got a group of kids that are two games away from, you know, being in the national championship. How cool is that? So we need people there. And at the same time, we're not indoors. <laughs> and I understand that. So I, I really understand that now. I'm learning about the weather. Um, and uh, uh, But I was brought to tears uh, Saturday night. I went back down on the – I was on the field through pretty much the first quarter. Then we had some guests upstairs. I went up there, went back to the field the last 10 minutes of the game. And when you turn around and look at that crowd, and they're there, and our students stayed. We had about a 1,000 kids pick up tickets uh, that we financed for them. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable how, how loyal our fans are. So we're hoping that everybody will come out and help us get against this, uh, help us, you know, go against UC Davis. Uh, it's what you call home field advantage. Home field advantage is not – just playing on your own field it's having people in the stands and that atmosphere so if you're on the field but nobody's in the stands you lose home field advantage uh uc davis is bringing their band so they'll have they'll have a 60 member band they're they're going to bring about 200 fans and uh, so we need to be prepared to to celebrate against them 
Very good. Uh, you have the, the students, and, and there was a, a question on the, the, the Patch and Lucan's show prior to this about students. And yes, students got free admission, but it wasn't free admission no, because had. the athletic department had to pay for those tickets. Right. So the, the students could pick them up free. Athletic department, though, had to pay for them. And so you're going to have something similar happening this week, but it's finals week and a lot of kids probably are leaving town. Well, but we have also asked the university. The university has been great working with us. So the university is going to keep the dorms open through the weekend so that we encourage as many students as possible to stay for that last game. So they have a place to live. They'll have a place to eat. Um, and uh, so we're hoping that will help. And then we're asking people to donate to help offset the cost of the students' tickets. Um, if, if everybody will, will call Devon Thomas at 509-359-2079 or just email him. You can go on our website and get his email. Then he will be glad to uh, take your gift to help pay for our students to come to the game. We also have a, a ticket that can be donated. It's called Donate Ticks that we will give out to the military and to schools and youth programs. So that's a $12 ticket. So looking for people to still contribute that we can go out and, and get you know, young kids, our own students, to the game and, and at no charge. And when you're talking about a, some kind of a donation along those lines, it can be a ticket or two yes, tickets. Yes, or it yes. doesn't have to be a $1,000 no, gift, no. although that would be great. You're no. not going to turn those down. No, no. And, but, no, you can, you can do a lot with a, a $50 gift, um, you know, and you can, can buy these tickets. And, and then the impact you're having on people getting a chance to see that game uh, would be huge. Well, you talked about the Davis Band, you know, coming up. Is the Eastern Band going to be there? Or yes. Are they, they are. So they're the going to be there. Eastern Band's going to be there. Because there have been playoff games in the past. We had to go right. out and get, you know, high school uh, folks to come I in and help. I heard or, that one night you played in the band, yeah. and that was really scary. I played a clarinet uh, that no sound came out, but you saw three dogs run away because oh, yes, they could yes, hear it. Yes, it was yes, so high yes, pitched. Yes, yes, it was yes. horrible. So <laughs> I, I switched to the drums. That, okay. that made a difference uh, yeah. for me. And, no, and the band's going to be there. The band's going to be there. So we're really excited. The cheer, cheer courts will be there. In and NCAA events, you're limited to the number of cheerleaders you can have on the sideline. You can only have 12 and a mascot and a coach. So that's why you don't see the whole group of kids there. But, yeah, they're, they're all in. And uh, we just got to be careful. I don't know if anybody noticed the other night at the end of the game, the track became ice. And so the cheer team had to just stand flat-footed. They couldn't do their dancing around and everything because we didn't want to lose one of them. So, uh, But, no, they'll be there. So it should be an exciting evening. Well, afternoon. and I think that's what you try to do as an athletic director in terms of you know put your, your teams in the best possible position. You're talking about an Elite Eight situation right now. Winner goes to the Final Four, basically. Yes, yes. You know, and, and if there's upsets, you could be hosting a semifinal game yes. uh, in two weeks. Now, a lot of things have to take place along those lines. But – the, the quest out there, there's no Washington State, there's no Washington, there's no Whitworth, there's no Gonzaga game, there's nothing going on other than this. How do you get people fired up to come out and, and support the Eagles? Well, uh, one thing, people want to come and see winners, so we've done that piece. So the, these kids are good, and they're going to win. Uh, the second thing is, you know, you just got to have the marketing dollars. You've got to go out and saturate the market. And so what the mayor did uh, for us this, this last uh, Friday, and we, you know, we, we raised the flag. We had to climb up on the roof of City Hall. I wish somebody had a film of that because I was in Hills. Um, but we climbed up on the roof, and the president raised the flag. And then he asked everybody to wear red. You just got to keep things like that going. We're going to put lights up on the big buildings. Uh, 
So the city of Spokane is So the been, clock tower will have an eagle yes, up on it. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So, But you just got to work at it, and then you've got to hope that people are have their hearts in the right place and are going to come out. You know, I, it's um, when we started football at UTSA, and we're in this huge city of San Antonio with the Spurs, and everybody, yeah, who are they? But we started a mantra, your town, your team. We were the only football team in that whole city at a Division One FBS level. Well, we're the only football team at a Division One FCS championship level in this whole region. I, I don't know what else we can do. We are your team. We are your team. Have great respect for Gonzaga. What they have done is unbelievable. We can do the same thing. But we've got to have people come and join us and be intentional. We have to be intentional about our marketing and about our asking for gifts. But we need our fans to be real intentional to continue to come and don't just get complacent. Oh, well, they're going to go or I'm going to watch it on television. That hurts us. We need everybody there. And even if I have to go buy blankets and pass them out, we will do that. Hot chocolate and blankets. Does that work? <laughs> that works. I like that idea right now. I'd donate for that, for goodness sakes. You know, Lynn, you go back. You've been a, an outstanding athlete through your career you've been an administrator you've been a coach you've been around a lot of championship teams whether that's the conference or things like that have you ever been part of individually a national championship no and so i've got cold chills right now no oh, that's just goose- me standing I've, I've, next I've, to you no, i apologize well no that. it's not you besides you uh but it's uh <laughs> i thought about this the other day I have been at OU, at Texas A&M, at Kansas State. I played on the USA basketball team as a player. I made it to as a, to a national championship game as a player. Never won a championship. I've coached the Elite Eight, in, and I made it one game away from the Final Four. But I have never been with a team that's going to actually win a national championship. Welcome to Easter. No, it's very cool. It's very cool. And so I'm, I'm, yeah. And it's pretty, uh, it's actually pretty overwhelming when you think about it. The, the hours, the hours, I just think about my family and they were all athletes and my dad was a coach for 40 years. And I think of the hours and the hours we put in the gym on the baseball fields and everything. And to actually get a chance to win a championship, I mean, it just doesn't happen very often. And to so, so to enjoy this whole experience and to become really rabid fanatic fans is extremely important and something that we need to carry with us for the rest of our life. The chances of all this clicking together again could be another 10 years. And so to enjoy the moment and to put these kids up on a pedestal and this coaching staff is unbelievable. Um, so this this needs to be fun. Now, I will say this uh, first half, I couldn't watch this weekend. <laughs> I finally stepped out. I did not see the block and the kick and the touchdown. I heard everybody screaming, and I ran back into the room because I couldn't watch. I was sick to my stomach because I thought, it's we got to get going. And then um, after that, I was okay. <laughs> so Giving Joy Day was last week, and right. we put out the call to – Donate for athletics as part of Giving Joy Day. How did all that come about? It went as, as a university it was unbelievable. What, it greatly surpassed what we they had set a mark for about two hundred seventy-five thousand, and it got like, over a million dollars. There were some major gifts that had been in the play that got announced, and we made it a part of that. But overall, people called in and went on online, and the university made well over probably four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollars that day. Our share of it was about twelve thousand. 
it was the first time that the athletic department had really been a part of it. And Troy Neely, who Troy is here tonight, he's back over there. Uh, he ran, he put social media together. We had videos. We, we had a good plan. So not, you know, I want $50,000, not twelve. But for the first time, uh, we were very pleased. And uh, it's something that we'll continue to work on next year. I, I think to think one scholarship, one scholarship is $25,000. So we talked about today, how do we change it for next year? And I think to really do a challenge to let's contribute so that we have a scholarship or have four or five people come together and say, we're going to pay for one scholarship. Uh, get some matching gifts. You know, if one group will give $5,000, i will match it with 5000 Do some things like that. Um, but it was a good start, and it was a great show of respect for our university and the things that are happening there. All right. Uh, stadium update. What can you tell us? Um we are we've got we've got two focus groups that we really want to talk to but um we're going to probably have to delay them a little bit so the architects are going to take off with what they've got and they're as a matter of fact they were in the president's suite this weekend watching the game um so they're ready to really start putting all everything they've learned and their thoughts on paper and and get ready to give us a plan so I'm hoping that we can still meet that goal of uh, the end of January to kind of show everybody what is realistic, what is legitimate, what is important for our team to have. So it's it's going well. The the response from our fans has been outstanding. And then the hard work starts. Yeah, we got to raise a lot of money. And I think that's what people have to understand. You don't come up with a plan and then the university writes the check. We can't do that. We have to raise the money for this. And I think sometimes it's disconcerting. I think people, they watch Washington State, they watch all these people. Well, the university paid for it. No, the donors paid for it. And, and then part of it is you have to know what level of debt service you have. Uh, our endowment's not large enough at uh, Eastern to go borrow a lot of money. So we really have to have a lot, a lot of the money raised up front before we can ever put a shovel in the ground. So that's maybe why we may have to do it in segments. We may have to do it in phases and um, do $5 million here, $10 million there. But, you know, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, I really think, you know, when I walk around the, the – when I, I walked around all the tailgating – uh, spots is on Saturday, you know, everybody's saying, we're ready, we're going to give a million dollars. I said, okay, I'm holding you to that. Um, you know, <laughs> so we'll see uh, who really shows up. I think my concern in the meantime is that we need help right now. We, we don't need everybody to step back and say, well, I'm going to give, but I'm going to wait for the stadium. No, we've got a $2 million deficit right now for our scholarships. $2 million. We had a meeting this afternoon where we're trying to figure out how do we feed our football players this week because uh, some of the kids have run out of cash on their cards. The semester's coming to a close. Under NCAA rules, we can feed them 24-7, but we don't have the cash. So we're trying to figure out that we've had a, we've had um, the EFN group is going to help them on Tuesday night and Thursday night. We're going to try to find someone to do Wednesday morning breakfast, or we're just going to take it out of our foundation. It's just little things like that that we have to have every day. And and, and we're expecting these kids to win a national championship. So the venue is very important, and we will get that done. But we've got day-to-day -day operation things that, that we've got to have in place, and people need to give now. Uh, give what you can, um, and, and, e and even if it's over several months, several years. Um, I've told someone, you know, if you could get 2,000 people to give $50 a month 
for a year, that's 1.2 million. If they would do it for five years, that's 6 million. Oh my gosh, I put your name somewhere on that stadium, 50 bucks a month. So there's strength in numbers, but we've also got to have some major gifts. We, we've got to have a multi-million dollar gift. We, we've got to have some people that are given $1,000 a year and continue. So we need some $100,000 donors. So, so we're going to have to, we're gonna get, got to put a plan together and we're going to have to work at it. But what a great project to have in front of us. Can you do barter for services? As an example, could you do uh, equipment or yes, yes, things along those lines? Yes. The, the only thing you've got to be careful about is when you start wanting to build something and you have a contractor say, well, I'll do this for free. There are some rules within the state when you get into a large building project on how you can, because you have to bid all that out. Now, they can come in with a zero bid, uh, but they would have to go through the bid process. Uh, but yes, we can. there's all kinds of ways that we can do trade. Um, so, you know, this, number one, come to the game, buy a ticket, uh, stay with us, you know, and then when you start getting some extra dollars to to donate to the Eagle Athletic Fund, which helps all our sports, um, and so that we can pay for these scholarships, that we can keep our coaches. Think about it. We... Our lifeblood is recruiting, and uh, in order to recruit, well, number one, you have to have a staff that knows what they're doing, and you have to retain them. Number two, you have to have the scholarships in place so that you can actually give something to the kids to come, and that's summer school, too. Uh, number three, you've got to have the infrastructure, so you've got 48 hours to wine and dine them. They're going to go to Montana. They're going to go to Idaho. They're going to go to Boise. What do we have that ensures that they're going to stay with us. And, and so to sustain what we've got going and to solidify it and to grow it, um, you know, we, we've, got to, we've got to do a better job of being intentionally uh, asking for help. 359-6059 is the ticket number at Eastern. You can call that. Uh, you go online, goweeks.com, right. click on the tickets link. If you want to donate for those uh, tickets that we talked about, whether it's for students or, uh, or for the military, however that may go, you can call Devon Thomas. You can find him on the website. I think it's dthomas yes. at ewu.edu or 359-2079. Or bug me and I will, you know, mine's... L Hickey at ew.edu and I'll I'll get the word out. I'll we'll we'll get it done. And then if we if you need a blanket, call me. I will get you a blanket. Okay. <laughs> somebody some, told me that my cowboy. I like the hot cocoa. Idea. No, but somebody told me my cowboy boots will not work this weekend. And so they said I need to go to R E I to get real live northwestern boots. So I've got to try to go do that. All right. So, very good. Good luck, and thanks Thank for you. coming down. We appreciate Thank it. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Go Eags. Go Eags. Athletic Director Lynn Hickey back with more after this timeout. This is the Eagle Sports Network from Learfield. Santa, is that you? Ho, ho, in the flesh. Is that a new sled? It's kind of tiny. Yeah, it is. I'm delivering Northern Quest gift cards this year. They're good for just about anything. Dining, shopping, spa treatments, fine cigars, you name it. They don't take up much space, you know, so a downsize this year gets way better mileage. Besides, hey, it's not the size of the sled that counts. Am I right, huh? Get your holiday gift cards today at northernquest.com. Growing up, we get lots of talks. The birds and the bees talk. Where do babies come from? Well... 
when two people really love each other. <clears throat> and the substance talk. If they're pressuring you, then they're not your friend. But when do we get the money talk? Say it with me. Compound interest. At Numerica, we think it's about time we had the money talk. Visit NumericaCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. At your neighborhood Yokes, Fresh is about more than providing nature's best products at a fair price. It's a commitment to sourcing high-quality foods from area farms and making them available to you at the peak of perfection. It's a promise to respect our environment by finding innovative ways to offer a greener shopping experience. And it's remaining a locally focused, 100% employee-owned store, so you always know where your food and your grocer comes from. Yokes Fresh Market. Not just fresh, fresh forward. The Papa John's Extra Large Pizza Deal means you can share a delicious Extra Large Pie with more people. Like who, you ask? Well, you can share it with your friends and their friends and their friends. You can share it with Becky from work and Kevin from working out, the neighbors on your block, that lady around the corner, the guy up the road, the girl down the street, and the people just across the table. Your family. For just 10 bucks, enjoy an Extra Large two-topping pizza and add a two-liter Pepsi for just two bucks more. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. Prices and participation may vary. Taxes, tip, delivery, fee extra. Sports fans, you don't like being sick or injured. That's why MultiCare Indigo Urgent Care is opening three new locations to treat your minor illnesses and injuries. North Spokane, South Hill, and Spokane Valley. Easy to walk in or schedule appointments online. Friendly staff who greet you and guide you through your visit. Exceptionally fast service that respects your time. Indigo Urgent Care, a better way to get better. Learn more at indigourgentcare.com. Spokane International Airport is a proud sponsor of Eastern Washington University Athletics. The airport connects Eastern fans and alums to major centers throughout the West with 60 daily departures provided by six major airlines. Nonstop service is available to Boise, Chicago, Denver, Dallas, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, Oakland, Phoenix, Portland, Sacramento, Salt Lake City, San Francisco, San Jose, and Seattle. And starting in October 2018, San Diego. For real-time flight arrival and departure information, go to SpokaneAirports.net. All right, well, back in the day, we used to watch the Jerry Lewis telethon, and they'd have matches. Well, Cal Clausen, local hotel owner, has uh, come up, and he says he's donating 100 tickets to the military for the ball game on Saturday, and he's challenging any and all Spokane business owners to match that donation or better it. So there you go. Cal Clausen, 100 tickets for the military. That's what he's donating. If you're a business owner, you can match that if you'd like uh, by calling uh, the Eagle Athletic Ticket Office, 359-6059. Uh, call Devon Thomas, 359-2079. Email uh, Lynn Hickey, Devon Thomas, Troy Neely, whoever, and uh, you can match that donation if that's what you'd like to do. 1 o'clock Saturday, Eastern against UC Davis. Back to wrap it up after this timeout on the Eagle Sports Network from Learfield. Coors Light, established in 1978 and born in the Rockies, where the only thing more refreshing than your current adventure is what's next. It's why Coors Light is lagered cold for a lighter, crisper taste. Filtered cold to ensure brilliance, clarity, and brightness. And packaged cold for peak refreshment. Because those who thirst for more deserve nothing less than the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light. 2018 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. 
At your neighborhood Yolks, fresh is about more than providing nature's best products at a fair price. It's a commitment to sourcing high-quality foods from area farms and making them available to you at the peak of perfection. It's a promise to respect our environment by finding innovative ways to offer a greener shopping experience. And it's remaining a locally focused, 100% employee-owned store, so you always know where your food and your grocer comes from. Yolks Fresh Market. Not just fresh, fresh forward. Pape Machinery Agriculture and Turf is a proud sponsor of Eastern Washington University Athletics. With 19 convenient Pape Machinery locations throughout the West, you're never too far from the high-quality equipment and attachments you need for maximum uptime. Backed by consistent, quality customer service, we're with you every step of the way. To learn more about our current specials, visit us in-store or online at papemachinery.com. A football game, a movie, a night out downtown. Wherever you're going, Uber is the ultimate in transportation. Never worry about parking, finding a ride, or arriving on time again. Download the app, register for free, and ride in style. Anytime, anywhere. And we have you covered when it comes to getting from point A to point B with Uber. Use code GOEGS and get $10 off your first ride. Uber is your ride to anywhere. Get the app and get around easier. College football fans, you can sleep easy tonight. Go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code COLLEGEFB and get great discounts throughout the website. They have pillows, bed sheets, mattresses, and even a bed for your pet. So go to MyPillow.com and use promo code COLLEGEFB and save big on great products today. Again, that's MyPillow.com and use promo code COLLEGEFB. The Learfield Directors Cup, the highly recognized mark of distinction in college athletics across all divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow your favorite team's pursuit for excellence in this prestigious annual award through the directorscup.com, USA Today, or at L Directors Cup on Twitter or Facebook. Learfield Directors Cup, the crowning achievement in college athletics since 1993. All right, so Cal Clausen's put out the challenge. If you want to donate tickets for the military or for kids, students at Eastern, whatever it may be, get a hold of the Eagle Athletic Office uh, ticket office and make that pledge. And if you just want to come watch a great football game, do that Saturday at 1 Eastern against UC Davis. Winner goes to the semifinals in the FCS playoffs. Thanks to head coach Aaron Best. Thanks to athletic director Lynn Hickey for being here. Our pregame coverage starts at noon on Saturday. I'm Larry Ware. Have a great night. You've been listening to the Eagle Football Coaches Show live from M&D at, Mor- at Northern Quest Resort and Casino on the Eagle Sports Network from Learfield. On the Eagle Sports Network from Learfield, you've been listening to the EWU Football Coaches Show presented by Northern Quest Resort and Casino. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Eagles Sports Network.